moments like these I find myself Smiling on the inside Smiling on the inside Smiling on the inside I'm alive I'm alive We all have wings So be free Walking our paths alone So we can walk each other home Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Hi, Nathan. Hey, Dina. Long time no see. You got to party with me for a whole half hour before the show. Yes. (laughs) I was just thinking about last time we saw each other, and... If you want to put it into perspective, last time we saw each other, I was not an uncle. So a little bit of news since we last saw each other. I'm an uncle now. And now I'm, I see you on Facebook, so I know this stuff. Oh, now. yeah, that's <laughs> right. We're we're officially in the friendship group. Yes. <laughs> and I got to tag you on another show we're doing later on, mm-hmm. Vance and Mitchell. That'll be at 10 o'clock. So I'm stuck with you for three hours is what you're saying. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm not going anywhere. It's okay. My spirits will be extra, extra, extra lifted. And it's a family reunion now. It Good is. Uncle. Okay. Well, awesome, awesome, awesome. That's a Smiling on the Inside, a song I actually finished and wrote, and then uh, the uh, Avery Austin and Jonathan Bauer came to my place, and we recorded it, and then Benny dressed it up a bit. <clears throat> they did an excellent job. So we're going to play that song at the end of the show, Smiling on the Inside. And you know who makes me smile on the inside? Is my friend, Anthony Manna, PhD. Good morning. Hey, here we here we are from Ohio. I'm ready to lift my, to lift my spirits because I just had a a panic attack when I couldn't uh, access the 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 you know. Anyway, I'm here now. This is good. Well, I was telling Nathan about the sound of the wheat wheat the wheat. The <laughs> Benny and Benny is like, we've got to fix this sound. We've got to fix this sound. And then David Parsons the third was on. He's like, there's a wee wee sound. <laughs> and it what was it, Anthony? It was my mouse deterrent. I live in oh. a cabin. I live in a cabin in the woods, eight acres. The cabin built in 1927. It's got a lot of holes and a lot of animals come through, the latest being the possum. possum. <laughs> See, that makes a lot more sense now. When you're first describing it to me, I was thinking like a computer mouse is like, that is really strange. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. now I know what you're talking about. It's like those little things that go, wee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they get big. Possums too, yeah. Possums <laughs> and mice and and turkeys. Okay, so I got to tell our story for the <laughs> listeners who don't know. Anthony's going to be doing the first show of the month from now on with me because I adore him. Uh, I, met, I met him... Three years ago, I interviewed him for his uh, book, Lucas and the Game of Chance. I looked at the book and I thought, this man is spiritual. But he was like, I'm not spiritual. I'm <laughs> but I kind of explained what I saw in the book. And then I liked pre-interviewing him so much that I decided one day that I wanted to talk to him every week about chakras. So I'm taking a run and my voice is like, you should just call Anthony Mann and do chakra talk. And so I did. And then he had bought my book. He got the book, my book. Our energy matters about chakras. And so we've been talking every week for three years. 
and now we're family. And then last uh, show, we had uh, Alicia Michelle on, and I had her do our chart. And we have so many planets that are uh, aligned. We have so much even past lives together. We, we confirmed she did without knowing that we think we've known each other in a past life, probably in a monastery church uh, way. And But her the stars are aligned like that, and she even said that. So Anthony and I might, I think we do, I believe we have a past life together. And he was my brother. So amen. Oh, that's beautiful. I love hearing that. It's uh, I, 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 I just, I'm so, I'm so pleased to know that. I mean, it's uh, such an accomplishment to have worked with you in the monastery. <laughs> or had the same parents, which is even weirder. But I, I think that people come into your life. It's a multiverse. And there's just people that they're, they're going to stay and they're going to be there. And they're, I believe, in past life. So probably it was destined that we, we are paths crossed in this lifetime. But we enjoy, like now we did 100 Zooms, so we're on YouTube. You can go to dina-marie.com, and it says uh, Our Energy Matters YouTube, and you can check out those, which those lift my spirits. I still, if I have a bad day, I'll go to those and listen to us talk about chakras and looking up and all the things we've been through. But it it does lift my spirits. And so I think now, because we're going to do the show, but we still do a, a, now we do a Zoom where we get to talk for an hour, which I really enjoy. We're still doing our every week. Yeah, it's a it's it's now become a tradition. It's our church, which is so, even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> even funnier. So, people come into your life. They say for a lifetime or a, a minute or so, but this is a lifetime. These are lifetimes relationships. So, Anthony Manna writes pieces. So, in the middle of us doing chakra talk, he started writing because at that time he had writer's block. And he started writing more creative. And I think we touched on that um, with Alicia that you, before you had to, you're a professor of literature. So every time you wrote, it was structured. It was, you had to do it. Like it was a must. And now you're writing more playfully. And, and like you said, you're even up making words up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just plunged right into this. I mean, we're going back to um, September of uh September the 25th, 2020 was when you interviewed me. And then it all, it just fell into place, you know, and I knew that what you were discovering about Lucas and the game of chance and its spiritual power for this character who loses everything, including his family, and then has to struggle to get it all back and be restored and be saved salvation. I just loved it all, you know, to hear you talk about it. And then, um, I mean, I, I took off with the writing. Yeah, I did. I, I decided that it was okay for me to say sharp tank, sharp feet. You know, <laughs> and I made up all these words. I started making up all these words, you know, and I just thought, I don't, I, I this is great. I love it because as an academic, of course, I was doing, you know, very serious academic stuff, you know, to get published uh, or perish. And so I plunged in and I started writing stories for kids, you know, way back when. And I thought, can I do this? Do I know how to structure a story? Well, it's like structuring your life or your spiritual center. They got to go deep and look, you know, and and the solitude of it and the temp and the contemplation of it. I mean, it's it's a long meditation and it's just so it's so uh, satisfying you know, um, like right now, I'm I'm in the middle of a story about identity theft, and I'm I'm talking to a horse. You know, 
I, I created a horse called Abila, and my character, Anado, learned early on that he understands the language of birds and he can speak to birds. Now, when people hear this, they go, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, it happens, man, it happens. You know, well, also you're, so you're using your higher chakras where before you were using there's a flow and force. But when you're a kid and you're reading and you're in your mind and you're picturing the characters and all that stuff, that's your higher chakras. But if you're like producing, that's your lower chakras where, you, you know, you, you get it done. It's a goal where now it's an intention yeah. or a prayer a little bit and you're manifesting it on paper eventually. Right. And sometimes, well, that's one of the things I learned from you is the idea that, uh, you know, what, what do we say? We say how to learn one of your your third subtitle is learn how to manifest your heartfelt intentions. What did that mean to me? Not very much. But then when I started plunging in, uh, you know, and we started talking uh, about uh, an intention is like a, a prayer, isn't it really? When you think about it and um and so it's become a habit, you know, I mean, I'll have to stop and remember to do that. And when I do, it's a, it slows me down to make me think, you know, of that my intention will be to go with the flow of time. That's what I've been doing lately has been saying that because, you know, it's uh, time can be a challenge. Well, I like so when you it, said, you said to be kind to yourself. So now I'm using that to be kind to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I sometimes go back to that one, of course, because it's, um, you know, you, I, I mean, I, I think that sometimes the negative voice, the negative, whatever that, wherever that goes, you know, likes to roll around and come forward into the woods and follow me around, you know, and I just, you know, to say, no, I'm going to be kind to myself today, you know, I'm going to, to, to love myself today, I'm going to to last in the glory of my creation, my miracle, you know, and um, it feels so good. I, I never really talked about this very much until I started, uh, you know, meditating on your book. And, um, and when I christened you a celestial alchemist, <laughs> you know, and I thought, why not? I mean, that's what you do. You know, you are, you are creating, you are creating places for people to go to heal themselves, you know, in a very spiritual way. And I, I started gathering that in. And so every time I wrote, I would go into your book and sometimes I would even open it up, you know, without any design and go to page 79 and there it would be, you know, there would be some, something to tell me how I can grow as a human being. And when you read it to me, I'm like, God, that's good. <laughs> I'm like, who is that? You're like, that's you, Dina. I'm quoting from your book. <laughs> and it's, again, I have to say what I feel spirit has brought you into my life to lift my spirits. Because for the last three years, every week I looked up and we had a good time and we kept moving. And we like we'd start our calls with maybe what's going on wrong in our life. And I have to bring up last this week, actually this week, I said, I was having a really good day, but I thought it was a good day to reach out to someone who I'm having some issues with. 
And my voice, remember it said, to be kind to myself and, and not to stir the pot. That's kind of what it said. Why don't you just let it go? Let it be. But I have to tell you what happened. Right after that, you said, well, you'll get a sign. And so at my house, a car drove up with 4444 on the license plate. So I took a picture of it and just sent a, a quick text saying, thinking of you. You know what I'm saying? Because that 4444 has everything to do with the relationship that I, I'm working on uh, healing. How's that? Yes. So I got a Perfect. sign and I did it. I don't even know what will happen with it, but it doesn't really matter because I feel like spirit was talking to me that day. And it's after we have our conversations where, oh, and it happens too. Like when I used to do Reiki circles or Reiki classes, I'd go out into the world and I'd be like a magnet to people. Like for some reason I'd be beaming or something because when you lift your spirits, it's, it's kind of contagious. Everybody wants a little piece of that, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But you have a piece. So we, we started our, we did our last Zoom, a hundred of them on YouTube. And then we got cut short because we didn't have enough time because you said the producer was cutting you off. Ha ha. <laughs> we don't have one. But anyways, so I thought we could just do those seven um, points from my book. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, that is my intention. And I say, what I say in my writing is my intention is to wander through the labyrinth of our celestial alchemist's book highlight a few, a few of the fundamental truths that for me personally demonstrate principles and perceptions spark thrusting me ah, <laughs> toward an understanding of life's fullness sacredness harmony and spiritual health hope and healing so then i say hang on here we go so Number one, so this this is this has become so significant to me. I had no I had no knowledge really. I mean, I've heard the word chakra many times, but you read in your book, the word chakra means wheel in Sanskrit in an ancient East Indian language. There are seven of these major energy centers in the human body and hundreds of minor ones, and they receive, assimilate, and distribute energy throughout our energetic fields, our auras. Each chakra is unique and has its own individual characteristics and functions, all of equal importance. There are these seven energy systems resonate and vibrate at the same frequency as their respective colors of the rainbow. I just love that leap. And are the network through which the body, mind, and spirit can come together. Chakras are energy vortexes, disks that distribute universal life force energy throughout the body. Now that was kind of theoretical, but when it really became important to me is when I saw your cheat sheet in the back of your book and it it's so vibrant and so accessible. So it really is like right down to, you know, where are you? you know, right now in your heart chakra, you know, and, and, you know, we, we worked through each chakra and it was just uh, uh, so illuminating and so awakening to, you know, where, where I am, where I want to be. It was like a tune-up. That's what I called it, a chakra tune-up for a while so that people would, I try to use words that like not psychic or media or any of that stuff, but just tuning up. You take your car in for a tune-up, but we need tune-ups. And your upper chakras were closed 
because it was crazy times three years ago. And we had to lift your spirit. So the lifting your spirit is that energy moving up toward your crown chakra, your brow chakra, and your throat chakra. And when those that throat chakra is blocked, that's where you get that writer's block. So our conversations. Uh, we also, when you went through the book, you talked about the elementals. You could see the trees dancing. You had all these visual imagination, creation going on in your head. And that's a tune-up for those chakras. Well, yeah, and I and I I, I kept talking to you about the fact that uh, I saw choreography more in nature than I had ever seen before. Now, as I mentioned before, I, I live on eight acres uh, surrounded by woods, and I live in a log cabin that was built in 1927. This is pretty primitive, and um, but I, but I all of a sudden I'm waking up to it, you know. And the fact that uh, it, it, when I go out, uh, even when I'm grumpy about what I have to do out there you know in terms of you know cleaning up or whatever it is if i look up and i just marvel at marvel at it you know at the at the the serenity of it the the patterns of it you know and um and i don't want to romanticize nature mother nature and father nature can also be a test <laughs> as let's say for example recently in hawaii you know and uh so so i I, I just, you know, I'll, I'll talk to nature and it's it's okay. You know, I'll just say, okay, mother and father. You know, and yeah. the, the, ironically, I live on nine acres in a cottage that's pretty old, you know, and it's one of those things like we we have that thing and I'm the same way. Like I'll, I'll walk out and you're kind of looking down thinking, okay, I got to go to work. I got to get in my car. I need gas, blah, blah, blah. And then I look up and I see the trees. I see the clouds. I see a bird. Oh gosh, they're going to eat all the uh, cherries or whatever, you know, it's like, then you just appreciate that's when you have your gratitude attitude. So we set intentions, right? And then we say what we're thankful for. And that's just seeing your cup full. And if your cup's full, then you're going to see more fullness. Speaking of which, you say, in your book, you say, to understand the chakras and their related colors, I use a tree as a metaphor. Imagine your roots deep in the dark black earth, emerging from the ground through rich, rich red and brown soil, your stable brown trunk protected by orange bark, supple yet strong, the yellow sun shining down on the tree for growth that leads to bright green foliage, oxygenating the air, your sun-drenched leaves reaching towards the bright blue sky and an indigo heaven being fed energetically by white starlight representing, representing the crown chakra there we go so then let's see you conclude this this section with what i found to be a found poem this this whole business when i first read it i said found poem found poem found poem because i got to this unlike the turquoise blue sky under the turquoise blue sky by day and at night a deep purple canvas above complete with the luminous gaze of a full moon mother nature displays the color of the chakras for all to see and experience if only we can stop long enough to feel the connection so that how perfect is that in terms of you got to slow down Give it some thought, you know, give you, you know, you know, anoint yourself in, in the presence of the beauty. 
and, and the importance of it. It's like I was at the beach yesterday by myself under the blue turquoise blue sky, beautiful ocean. And it was just this woman and her, her son there. And it's so funny because it's like, are we the only people alive? Because <laughs> it's a beautiful sunny day and there's nobody out there. But I do take notice and I love Mother Nature. I mean, that's I have certain jobs where I I build my whole life around being outside. Walking yeah. dogs or whatever it is. I people like they're working yesterday. I'm like they're like Dina's going to the beach <laughs> because I have to have jobs where I can go when the sun is shining. So I need my freedom. But nature heals. If you want to get better, go sit your butt on the earth <laughs> somewhere, anywhere. Have a picnic. <laughs> See, so all right. So then, uh, my my next uh, illumination came from the crystal readings. You know, now I thought, I mean, I looked at your book and I, I, what a luscious cover. What the heck, man? The art of crystal reading. I thought, it, 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 she's an alchemist, obviously. <laughs> I remember Alicia Michelle said, I see some alchemy in your chart. <laughs> you and I are just yeah. going, oh my God, how weird. <laughs> I know, we were. But you say crystal readings are a way to discover more of yourself and the people you care about. I am still amazed at how much I know about an individual when they draw their crystals. And I am in awe when these simple techniques take a person to a higher level of knowing. It feels as though I reintroduce my clients to their forgotten selves. This is what these readings are truly all about. And uh, you you read mine, you know, I mean, I think a couple of times we, you know, I chose my crystals and, you know, we, we, you know, we we went through it. It was it was like um, it was like a baptism. I don't think I told you this, but a month ago, a girl from Switzerland has my book, and her name's Julia with the G. Anyways, super cute little girl. She's probably twenty five, and she has my book. Someone gave it to her years ago, and she reached out to me in an email. She, I read her, and then the next week she read me. She, oh. I'm teaching her, and she was so good. And when, and when she pulled angel cards and stuff, it was beautiful, Anthony. It was like, it, you, I teach this. Other people can do it for themselves, but she read me, and she was spot on. And it was so Wonderful. beautiful. So I decided to share that with you because you know, she's that's another good. That should go. That, that should go into your new book. <laughs> so I, I, I then here, I, 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 just what you were talking about, if during a reading you could see what diseases, that is what blocked energy, what blocked energies were manifesting in your body at that very moment, would you take the extra step to heal yourself? Teaching others to take that step is my vision, encouraging them to invest more time and resources in themselves. Loving and caring for yourself can have such a positive influence on your health. That, see, that's so important. I mean. I, to, to, re, to repeat that as a prayer daily, you know, is not so bad. Loving and caring for yourself can have such a positive influence on your health. Prevention of disease rather than treatment is the most effective step we can take toward achieving a vital and healthy lifestyle. Well, I, I think so. <laughs> you know, I, th I think, I think I'm, I think I'm learning how to be more positive, you know, and uh, so I, I, you know, I go on and I, I, I find myself um, 
if I go back through the hundred pieces that I wrote, you know, we've often talked about taking those and somehow reconstructing them or deconstructing them or whatever, you know, and making them into almost like a chapbook or a pamphlet or something. I don't know. But I mean, I think there is a lot of guidance in reconstructing them in such a way that, uh, you know, we cut down on some of the language and get right to the core of what it's all about. Being consciously connected to our higher selves, each of us can become aware of the divine plan and express it in our individual ways. The divine plan. See, when I read that, I was right back in the monastery where I began my adult life, you know, every day thinking about the divine plan. You know, and what does that mean for me? When I was in a monastery, it meant that I was being trained to be, in a sense, a healer, you know. And so um, the divine plan, you know, when we know our purpose and hold a pure vision of that idea, then we are using the gift of visualization as the divine mind intended. By holding this vision within our highest chakras, and then you put the word meditation in parens there, it guides us into realizing our full potential and reminds us on earth as it is in heaven. Inspired or in spirit, we are moved to envision, create, and be uniquely ourselves. And then this, this kept reverberating when you say, who am I? I am I. Everything else is just an illusion. What happened was in my meditation book, in my my mindfulness book, my med my Zen meditation book, my Buddhist teachings, this comes up a lot. That you know, life is a dream in a sense. You know, not not our core. That's where we want to go. You know, to to find the core and to work on that as a way of uplifting our spirit. Well, and if you look at a dream, if you're in the dream state, gosh, it's, mine is just as busy as my life here, you know, but you don't have a physical body. So those are the higher chakras. And then we manifest through the lower chakras, which is the physical world. So every morning we wake up, we're born again. And every night we get to pass over to the other side again and again and again. That's And then wherever this time when this body's used up, because it's just a vehicle, then we take whatever we're feeling Whatever energy we have from this lifetime, we take to the next one. I believe in life after life. So we're going to take our break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Moments like these. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, 
Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or The Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Get ready for an adventure that will ignite you from the inside out. Join us for the Solation Backpacking Retreat, September 18th through 20th, 2023, in the Suquamish region of Washington. Immerse yourself in the beauty of nature, revive your spirit, and form deep connections with like-minded women. Experience the vibrant, alive wilderness like never before. Hike through lush forests, camp under the starlit sky, and find solace by tranquil waters. Visit SharonMaureen.com and email now for more information. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you for joining us this morning. My arm hairs went up. I'm just in a good space today. I have to say, too, my daughter just texted me because I did a video online. She goes, Dean... Dina, what did I call myself? Dina, mom, mom, my mom. I'm in Bellevue, so I get to go see my daughter after we're our third show, whatever we're doing today, me and Nathan. But that's a synchronicity, and that's what me and Anthony were just talking about at the break. Synchronicities. I think we'll do our show on that next month because that's my yeah. I would topic. love that. I would love that because I mean, I think what happens is you, if you open yourself up to it, then you start recognizing when you're being gifted because that's what it reminds me of. Well, and it's your. You know, gratitude so i went to the botanical gardens this morning ran in the woods no one's there just me and a deer and then i set my intentions for the day i also uh counted my blessings because sometimes my brain goes somewhere i'm like dina what are you thinking bring it back home so bring it back home and then i just i think i said i want to spend quality time with my kids and then i get this little wink from my daughter saying she's right down the road so i get to spend quality time with my kids so if we order at the restaurant the waiter's going to bring us what we need. If he gives you the wrong thing, you you take it back, right? You don't you don't eat it. But the bottom line is if you don't tell the waiter waiter or waitress, server, what you want, you don't get anything. They just send you home without any food. So you got to <laughs> let, let the universe know what you want. Setting your intentions. There we go. So that that's a nice lead to to one of my other favorite passages because this this one here is it's it almost um well i i, I want to say I, I have a feeling that it borders on the political but the politic the personal politic and you say here we can't allow our society to sedate us 
and silence our voices any longer. We must have the courage and conviction to speak our minds and take back our power. Oh, I mean, that is so absolutely political. Of course it is, because it means that, all right, number one, we vote. You know, and then you say, let's leave the fighting behind, learn from our past and love one another, truly moving our energy up into the heart chakra from which the Christ consciousness of compassion and forgiveness arises. You know, and that that's that's choral. That re, that reminds me of Gregorian chant. You know, and I talked about the fact that in the monastery, every day we participated as a community in Gregorian chant. And the Chanting. first time I heard Gregorian chants, I felt like I was at home. That's what yeah. I felt. Yeah, me too. And I and when I still I don't listen to it enough anymore. And I'm glad you're reminding me, because every time I go there, I'm back in that community that that uh, invaluable community that I lived in for those years that I was studying to be a priest. Um, and I mean, somebody's going to say, well, why did you not wind up there? Well, that's another story. But the fact is that when I was there, it was a community gathered around some pretty complex tenets about how to live a life you know and um but what i loved about it too was that it was a a community that gathered every day um and sometimes we gathered outside in silence to walk through what we call the rogation days through what we we walk through nature because we were on a lot of land there and um it was that when I introduced you to this a long time ago about aura, mm -hmm. so aura pro nobis. So we would say Santa Maria, aura, aura pro nobis, which is pray for us, pray for us. Or, uh, and then that related to your grandmother. And I wrote that aura's angel coloring book. And the real, the book is about a woman who's super, super in touch with her spirit, God. And she prays daily and she loses her baby at two months. And someone says that the baby's in limbo. And the whole book is about her praying and praying and praying and not getting an answer why God would do this to her baby. But it's so funny because the word aura means pray. And that's what the book's all about. She waited and waited and, and spirit showed her a woman crossing over to the other side and what happened to her when she she left her body. And, and you, you couldn't see this woman. It was just in a dream, I guess. But the woman had passed that night. But my grandma saw it, and the angels gave her that that moment to basically change her whole life and believe that we are light, that we never our light is never extinguished. And and that story is so awesome. But it's about teaching. I used to use that book to help people kind of not not lose hope, right? That God will answer your prayer, but the timing, right? And sometimes what she did, she watched the children overnight and she played. So she was in such despair and grief but when she played and laughed and then went to bed that's when she got an angel actually came to her my grandma told me the story and I I wrote it and sent it to her 12 kids before any of them passed away and I she conversed with me about that but when you read the book and you said aura means prayer it's I had no idea yeah I mean that's pretty amazing and uh, and it uh, and it comes out of that story 
all over the place. I mean, that it's just, you know, she's hanging on and wanting some kind, some kind of a revelation. A sign. And like, a synchronicity. Yeah. yeah. And what so, a beautiful well, one she are. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to, uh, I remember the first time I opened this up, this is page 88, uh, so, sorry, 48 of your book. What's at the top? Synchronicities. <laughs> and I thought, uh-oh, now where am I? You say here, I'm quoting you now, I'm reading you. I also tell people to look for synchronicities, such as books that open to the right pages. <laughs> that happens so, or TV shows or songs that say exactly what you need to hear. The coincidences that happen to help change your life. Paying attention to these signals can give you clues, helping you tell the difference between the right and wrong paths to take in life. I only move forward with major decisions in my life when synchronicities are abundant, usually coming in threes. If I don't get the green light to move ahead, I will sit it out and wait. Synchronicities are all about flow. If something isn't flowing, you're wasting your precious time. Amen. Doing... <laughs> but I mean, I right away, I almost balked there because I'm thinking about if something isn't flowing, you're wasting your precious time. And I mean, that's for, for a writer moving into story to the, you know, to the creation of story. It's, it's gotta be the flow. And I think what happens is the, when that horse, Abila, came to me in a kind of illumination, you know, I want, why? I mean, why? Because she is, she's docile. She's loving. And they all, they all, everybody in Anado's family treats her that way. They talk to her that way. And I kept writing in the margin, talk to Abila. Talk to Abila. And it was like I was really on this, I was on this roll, you know, and the flow of it was really wonderful because it just when they dress her up to take her to the market, they have to they have to harness her and do all that jazz. <laughs> and they do it, they do it so gently and so kindly. And I just I loved being there. I loved being there. And um it, it was it was perfect. Doing something different will usually reopen blocked energy and the synchronicities will start to flow again. If I don't get, if I don't get angel parking in town, which I normally do, I know my timing is off. I will relax while driving around the block, enjoying the scenery, <laughs> looking for what they may want me to see. Nine times out of 10, I will come across something I have been looking for and get it at a bargain price, if not for free. <laughs> My ex-husband, it drove him nuts, man. <laughs> and I told you sometimes well, I made him get out of the car because his energy was so bad. But I mean, yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's that's a metaphor in so many ways. And later on, you say spontaneity. You, you know, I like this part first. You say, my grandmother used to say, God helps those who help themselves. And you say, I say, spontaneity is the seed of synchronicity. You know how many synchronicities yeah. I had? Because I was supposed to dog sit and they, it all got messed up. 
And it was fine. I had Monday and Tuesday to just go with the flow. The whole week was magical because I put myself in a space where I didn't have to do anything I didn't want to do. You know, and, and then after I talked to you, my energy was good. Even it rained and poured and all the weather, weird weather this week, I still had magic happen. But I was too busy. Don't you think I was too busy? Can't be spontaneous. Oh. You can't have spontaneity if you're constantly having to be somewhere every minute of the day. That's right. You know, and uh, well, I mean, you say there, you know, that uh, Mother Nature, you know, when you got to slow down, if you could, if you could only slow down and listen to the messages, listen to the, you know, the homilies, let me put it that way. And pay attention I, to the seasons, because right now we're coming out of August. It was, you know, it's very light. It's very early light. You just, you tend to do too much. And now we're starting to, like even today in the ferry, it was dark. So normally the sun's coming up, but it's just nature telling you, okay, run, run, run. Okay, now we're going to walk and now we're going to hibernate come December. And that's where everybody speeds up and does Christmas and goes shopping and does all these things. That's the time to stop, to relax, to wait. And then you start moving after January. That's the, you know, really mother nature. Well, you know, what you're reminding me of too, is uh, the, um, the homilies that you provide on your Facebook page, you know, and you're going through the chakras right now uh, as I, as I read them, you know, and it's, uh, again, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, coming, coming into a prayer uh, for that particular day. You know, and when I started this, I, I was just trying to, I love the chakras and the energy and all that stuff. And I, I, I think I was too ahead of my time. Now people, when I put stuff out, people understand it. And I think I have yoga to thank. People understand what I'm talking about, where before it was, it was me trying to tell people a different language. And now people understand it. So I'm really just showing you things. I wrote 365 chakra prescriptions about, gosh, 15 years ago <laughs> and so now when i put them out there i'm really excited because people are getting it and it, it helps well, you... helps me to explain what it is that i do oh it's wonderful and those are two pages in your book two full pages of prescriptions um you know for if you're in a bad place if you're blocked do some of these and if i can give you a i mean i can give a personal experience that i had early on with you where I was saying that I had been keeping a journal of a very bad relationship that I was involved in uh, before I happened upon the one that is now my most loving relationship in my entire life. But before that time, I was trying to save a person who was not very healthy. And uh, I kept writing about, you know, that, going to therapy, trying to find ways to deal with this person in my life. And uh, I just, yeah. I said, I, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And you said, well, one of the ways that you could possibly relieve yourself of this is to take the pages and burn them. And I went, oh, iconoclast. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and basically yeah. that exactly, you know, and I and I just the other day I found another one, uh, a little tiny one that was hiding up on my bookshelf. And I opened it up and I started looking at it. And I thought, no, 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 no. No, I don't want this. I don't want this. I want to move forward. So that's going to have to go outside with me on the trail going off to the barn. And I'm going to burn it and just go, 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Let it go. Let it flow. So I'm back Hallelujah. to I'm back to doing Hallelujah. feng shui and clutter clearing and helping people with the it, it's so amazing to go into someone it was an office that I did this weekend and to pick something up. I mean, there was stuff, it was just like there was stuff that had to go, but I couldn't get rid of it until I said, What is this? <laughs> Why do you have that? What do you feel when you walk past this? And it was so weird because pretty soon it just it felt lighter. It felt good. Pretty soon she's running around going, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then I'm helping her with her house, too. So I pick up something, and she goes, oh, my ex-husband who cheated on me gave me that. I'm like, what Oh, no. <laughs> so she's got a whole room full of stuff that she just picks up. And that's what. You, and now, at first, it was so painful. Her closet, it, her getting rid of shoes is going to be really hard. But because <laughs> I still can't get her. Ah, she gave me one pair of shoes. But they're really expensive shoes. So it's like, it's like one of those things, like, she's never going to wear these shoes. Never. But. One thing at a time, and you could tell she's starting to feel better. And it's just letting go of that stuff because the memories are all around us, right? Your whole house oh, wow. is full of memories. Oh, sure. And then, you know, we in 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 my partner's studio where he does his beautiful artwork, there's a closet. It is so stuffed with clothes, and we keep looking at each other and saying, I haven't looked at that coat in 10 years. Why am I keeping it? But I mean, no, we're not. We're talking about a closet where you can't take something off the shelf because it's all stuffed like a stuffed <laughs> pepper, you know, and it's just like a joke. And I go, we said we were going to do that last week. And we got to go. Come on. Goodwill needs us. There are people yeah. in the world who can benefit from this, you know, and, and, and it, so- your energy will shift when you get re- you just get a bag each week. And walk around your house and put something in it that just just pick it up. And if it doesn't feel good, put it in the bag. That's it. <laughs> All right. I want to say I'm coming to number seven. Wandering through your book, your book's labyrinth of fundamental truths, I found this jolt of lyrically tuned, tuned and toned wisdom. Only, and I'm quoting again, only as high as I reach can I grow. Only as far as I seek can I go. That's so positive. I just love that. Only as deep as I look can I see. Only as much as I dream can I be. This should be said every day in intercom in schools. <laughs> yeah. You know, in elementary schools, every day kids should hear this because then they are encouraged to live fully every single day. If we cared about our kids, we'd be doing a lot of things different. One, letting them think for themselves, be in- inquisitive, to, to ask questions. But when you get 30 kids in a classroom and, and they call them eight, it's a chapter in my book, eight, I can't even, I don't even use that word anymore. It's where they give them Ritalin. Anyways, they're just highly creative children. And they don't like to sit still. They don't want to be sitting. I'm one of them. I'm sure I would have been labeled that because I like to move. I like to, to talk. I ask way too many questions to my pastor. <laughs> I have multiple people saying, why do you ask so many questions? Like, because I want to know. I, I, I have an answer. And I said, I said something and, and it goes, it's not for you to know or something like that in the Bible. It's not for you to know. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Get over it and move on. You know. Well, you know, and the thing, I, see, when you say that about moving, I, 
both at when I was still at the university, I was teaching courses in improvisational theater in a in classrooms. So I gathered these teachers around, you know, and one time they were teachers from all over the Middle East. They were in this exchange program on my campus and they heard about this course that they spread the word that you could have a lot of fun in this course, but also you could learn how to be with tweens and teens and children with improvisational movement, you know, and I, well, I, I, I went, in, I went into this classroom to do this research to find out, will they take it? It was in a, it was in a middle school. And they took it so well that I wrote a chapter in somebody's book, you know, they, I mean, we, I would come in there and we would just like create this reality of people in a situation surviving, you know, and they had to, they came up with dialogue, they came up with their movement, you know, and uh, their relationships with one another. And sometimes the teachers, the teachers would say to me, that kid hardly ever speaks. I can't believe that he's becoming a character, you know in this in the story of yours you know so it, it it the idea of movement and getting up and getting kids to you know express themselves or uh pronobis <laughs> you said it express themselves and that's the higher chakras again what were we, we told when we were little to be seen and not heard that whole thing i was supposed to not even be seen so <laughs> we don't you know if you have a really good uh teacher, which I had, her name was Miss Benaltaby, and she ta taught the school right above here in Factoria, Sunset Elementary. Oh. Beautiful woman, but she had us doing cartooning. She played like the Who, uh, the Tommy album for us, and close <laughs> our eyes and see the actual, you know, you could see the story in your mind's eye. So that's your higher chakras. But she was, and I probably excelled in school for those two years. I probably did better with learning because I realized through hypnotherapy, if your throat chakra is blocked, a lot of people don't know how to get information from their head into their hands. I know it sounds crazy, but think about that. The block is your throat, your hands are your heart. So I have had women who have all kinds of oral fixations and whatever, and we open their throat chakra. They usually tell me something they've never told anybody. And then they go take a test and they master it. So that whole having kids express themselves, be creative, that makes them better learners. Absolutely. And it opens up their world for them and they feel so much more confident. Anthony Manna, we're losing time. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> Nathan's like, okay, we're, we're going to play that song at the end, but you know what? That's how you know you're in good company when you lose the time. And it's like, we always say when we're ready to hang up, God, that went quick. <laughs> That's true. That is so true, but it's such a pleasure. It's, and Anthony will be uh, joining me the first Friday of the month. From now on, uh, you can get a hold of Anthony at anthonymanabooks.com. You can check out our YouTube. You can go to dina-marie.com, and it says, Our Energy Matters YouTube. Click on that. It'll take you to Anthony's page. Uh, check out one a week. Check out one of our uh, many, many, a hundred of them, YouTubes. I, they definitely lift my spirits, and it's just us chatting. And I, I want to go back to the older ones, but... I think we're just going to keep doing the show and having our discussions, and we're probably going to write a book. I'm going to let you go because we're going to listen to the song, Smiling on the Inside. Love you, Anthony Mana. Love you back, Dina Marie. Thank you for everything. Yay. Uh, yes, Woo. I'm coming in landing. Thank you. All right. If you want to see me uh, on the island, I'm doing my retreats, dina-marie.com.
would we re, would be retreats. Okay, smiling on the inside. We'll end the show with that. Thank you, Nathan. Come back next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. Moments like these I find myself Smiling on the inside, smiling on the inside, smiling on the inside. I'm alive, I'm alive. We all have wings, so be free. Walking our paths alone So we can walk each other home Moments like these I find myself Smiling on the inside Smiling on the Inside, smiling on the inside, I'm alive, I'm alive. It's in our nature to love one another, allow the light in, again we begin, again we be. Smiling on the inside, we're alive.